Good morning, Lee. Can you hear me? There we go. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm kind of enjoying this lamp that I'm sitting near because it makes me look really tan. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you look super tan. I'm. What, where, where'd you get that lamp? I need one. I know, right? I have to steal it and take it home. My kids are in a camp this week, and I'm sitting in the conference room at the camp building to to meet with you and to do some work and this is the only light I could find. <laughs> <laughs> well ask that camp where they got that lamb from because up here in Michigan we don't get much sun and I need all the help I can get. Right. How are you? Are you good? I'm doing very well thank you. I'm uh, I'm surviving. It's interesting times we're in and um, you know I'm, I'm happy to be at the office. It's It's a little bit of normalcy and I'll take it. Isn't that crazy? It's like you find 30 minutes of something that feels normal and you're like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's super bizarre. So yeah, I'm, over it. I'm pushing us over to my live, um, or to go live on our private Facebook group. So. Oh, good. I see it's we're streaming live. So should we stop telling all the secrets of Lansing, Amanda? Because they're <laughs> going to be like wishing they had tuned in earlier. And isn't that why you want to come to educational classes that are put on by Greater Lansing? Because if you don't show up on time, you miss all the good stuff, right? That's right. That is right. Early bird gets the worm, right? That's right. I mean, early birds get all the treats, actually. They get not just worms, they get the better nests, too. You know, right? They get like the little sticks and stuff out of the yard before the rest of the birds show up. Very much so. That That's why I'm left with nothing but big sticks that I can't break. <laughs> See, what you guys missed in the early show is that I'm really not this tan. I have a really good lamp, and Amanda wants me to send it to Lansing, but I have to steal it first from where I'm sitting. <laughs> so if we can find that, we could probably make this an RPAC fundraiser. What do you think? Sell lamps oh. to make us look tan. <laughs> Put me in for five of those lambs because the lighting in this building actually makes me look more pale than I actually am. So I'm, I, I feel like I'm looking like a vampire. So I'm trying not to look at myself on the screen. I'm trying to just focus on your glow. Well, see, I was just thinking how healthy you look because, you know, that very fair skin means you're not uh, forgetting to wear sunscreen. I'm going to look like a pocketbook when I'm 75, which is frankly one of my goals because I like being tan, but you won't look like that. <laughs> I, I owe it to my, my skincare regimen, I guess. That's right. <laughs> so, we have priorities. Leah, I have to tell you, you are the very first guest on what I hope to be a successful podcast, um, yet to be named because there are some creative differences on, on the name of it. Uh, my CEO wants me to think of something a little bit more appropriate, but, um, no, you know, I'm in favor of inappropriate. So if I need to be a vote in your corner, I'm always going to vote for the least appropriate name. <laughs> Perfect. Because I was looking at your podcast today and I'm wondering if you want to share a, a quick crazy story from Lee Brown's podcast with us. Well, I like how you're being the delicate one that doesn't call it crazy shit in real estate. But you know, the reason I named it that was because I wanted the little E in the box for explicit and Apple put that on there just because it has shit in the title. And okay. immediately I had some realtors reach out and tell me that's very inappropriate. And I'm like, if you can't handle the word shit and you're in real estate, I have to question if you've made the correct career choice, but that's just, you know, my personal opinion, but I'm going on, I think four years in the podcast this August and it started as a passion project and it's still what it is. And I just want to explain what professionalism looks like in the crazy world of real estate. 
And so in the podcast, there's stories about, well, my favorite one was a realtor in Missouri who he was showing property and they went to a vacant new construction house where there was a porn shoot happening at the time of the showing, which is one thing. And he called the listing agent and said, hey, um, there's a porn shoot happening in your listing. And the listing agent's like, yeah, I knew about that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not normal. But it was just this whole, oh, no big deal. And of course, the buyers are like, maybe they should replace the carpet, which might have been the best part of the whole story. And so in addition to that, you had a realtor in Minnesota who was having an open house on a Sunday, thought the seller was asleep in the master bedroom, but the seller was actually dead. And so then he had to run off buyers from the open house. And then the police came. He got questioned. And it's those things that you can't understand are going to possibly happen in real estate because you go to licensing school and you think it's going to be what the consumer thinks when they come in, which is you dress up and drive around and get paid big money. But we know that professional realtors have to face different situations every single day. And it's how you get through it and maintain your professionalism, maintain your adherence to the code of ethics and how do you take care of buyers and sellers who are so emotionally unhinged you don't really know what to do and so that's what the podcast came from and it's it's really interesting because Amanda the cool thing is in the four years I've been doing the podcast it started off being all realtors listening to it being like yes uh uh-huh preach on honey we know and now 70% of my listeners are consumers who are like "Uh uh-uh tell us more and so my guests are actually getting calls from the public of okay so if you can handle that you must be able to handle my house (laughs) (laughs) right well it's been a lot of fun I'm not going to ask you for clarification on what you meant by carpet in that porn house girl Um, you know (laughs) look you know I also do not want to know what the closing gift was on that either (laughs) <laughs> you know, we, we might not want to know, but I will say, spoiler alert, that buyer didn't buy that particular property. Shocking, wow. right? <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. Wow. <laughs> I would. I would want to have cocktail parties and be like, y'all won't believe what was happening here when we saw the house, but that's because I didn't like a good story. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that is a great story. I love it. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to catching up on everything that I've been missing on your podcast. People love stories. They do. And real estate's full of it. It's part of the reason that once you get in, you stay in and why realtors. And it's so interesting, you know, the turnover is really high in the first two years of real estate. People get in and say, holy crap, this is hard. Make it out. But then once you survive, it gets in your blood and it just becomes this, I mean, this thirst for it. And we watch realtors who gladly work 12 and 14, 16 hour days because they enjoy solving problems and they enjoy being a resource for their clients. And they just thrive on it no matter what gets thrown their way. And I think that's kind of fascinating about our business. And frankly, it's kind of insane that a TV network still hasn't jammed on that because they keep doing stupid house hunters crap where, you know, people look at three houses in 30 minutes and sit by a waterfront cafe and then pick one. I mean, no, that's not the real world at all, ever. In fact, any deal that's that easy, you know, something's wrong. (laughs) Right. No kidding. So you, you have actually been in the business for over 20 years now, right? This is my 20th year. You know, I was so excited to have 20 years in real estate, halfway to Realtor Emeritus, and I had these plans for client parties, and I had these plans for events and givebacks, and then as it turns out, everything got upended by the sheep of coronavirus, and so I'm just, you know, selling houses like everybody else and trying to figure out how to manage buyers and sellers that are acting even more uncertain and emotional than usual and dealing with 
mask wearers versus non-mask wearers and mask shamers versus non-mask shamers. And frankly, I still don't understand booties in houses because I didn't know the virus moved around the bottom of shoes. But regardless, I mean, it's been a wild 20th year. And, you know, what do you do? You pick up the phone and you talk to people and you answer their questions and you ask questions and you move ahead just like any other market condition. I think that's the big lesson of 20 years in the business is this is a weird year, but every year is a weird year. It's just different kinds of weird. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So could you share with us what the best piece of advice that you have received in your 20 year career? Oh, it's easy. So I got into business with my dad who got his license in 1978. And so when I joined him, he told me on day one, he told me every day until he retired, because by the way, you can retire from real estate, even though most people don't. He said, if you take care of people first, the money will find you. And that's what I tell every one of my agents too, because their big fallacy that a lot of agents run into is they have to chase the dollar. They have to make the commission happen. And that's not the case. You always take care of what the client needs and then eventually you'll get paid. And sometimes you don't get paid, but it evens out over time. And frankly, consumers of today are so good. They've got really finely tuned bullshit meters. They can sniff it when you're telling them something, trying to get paid. And they don't want that from you. They want your honesty and your counsel, whether that means you get paid or not today. Because frankly, I have 12 years left on my mortgage, right? And so if I do the right thing today, I can keep paying for that mortgage. If I do the wrong thing today just to get paid, I'm going to have a real hard time for the rest of my career. Right. Thank you. That That is actually a very simple thought, but yeah, it totally goes a long way. That really can apply to many different things. Well, and it's interesting, you know, I do this National Code of Ethics Day, and that's coming up on August 11th, which I don't know if your association has signed up for it yet or not, but if y'all are not, you should be, because it's a lot of fun, live streaming Code of Ethics throughout the country, but I was updating my class because I do a case study for all 17 articles in the code of ethics and a lot of them a lot of the big cases boil down to somebody chose the money over the needs of the client and that's just not a long-term proposition no i'll have to look at that thank you for letting me know about that and hey all y'all that are watching this live feed here you should totally say hey amanda we want to be part of national code of ethics day ask the <laughs> boss it's also a fundraiser for the realtor relief foundation which is why i started it Oh, awesome. Very cool. So uh, it sounds like the market down there is about as crazy as it is here and everywhere else around the country. People, Especially in the opening price point, right? So your first time buyers, right. your mom and pop investors, they really want to be involved in the market because interest rates are crazy low, but that's also where there's the most bidding wars. And then as you escalate the price points, obviously the market's get a little different because the buyer pool shrinks as you go up in price point, but it becomes challenging, right? Because buyers don't always believe us that they're in multiple offers. And we're like, I promise you, I'm not making it up. And there's going to be 25 offers and they don't know till they lose five times and they have to believe you. And that's hard because <laughs> I know that for, for me and for my agents and for the agents in your association, it's the same thing. It's, it's really hard to keep letting people down. It's not just that you're writing 12 offers is that you have to let them down 11 times before you get to tell them yes. And that's, that's frustrating because y'all are lovers of people and you want to make your clients happy. And it's just a, it's a weird market. So with, with how busy it is and people not knowing, you know, what time it is most of the day, uh, or what day it what, is <laughs> exactly. Or what day it is. Uh, 
why should they make the time to attend the session that you're having with us next Thursday on the 13th? Top 10 tips you can implement now. Well, first of all, it's the 13th, right? And we have to make that a lucky number because you have no excuse not to show up and you can't tell me you're too busy because you'll have your yoga pants on and we can't see your pants and we hope you're wearing them. But for the record, the top 10 tips you can implement now, if you're like most realtors, you're super busy, but you're not as productive as you could be. And there's a difference in being busy and being productive. And so I'm going to help you focus on being more productive. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you. If y'all know me at all, you know, I do not sugarcoat. I'll make you laugh, but it's going to be full of truth. And as a producing realtor myself, I'm not just making up stuff that I heard about one time from 1978. I'm telling y'all what I'm doing every day to keep my business going. And I'll tell you another little secret that you want to show up for. A lot of y'all are feeling really lonely and isolated right now because we're in a people business and you've lost your Rotary Club connections and your B&Is and your lunches and your coffees and you've replaced a lot of it with Zoom. And Zoom is not a replacement. It is not anywhere close to effective like it is for those of us that are networkers. And so if you're feeling a little bit lost and weird, you should show up because I know how you feel and we'll talk about some ways to get past that too so you can focus on your business because I firmly believe that as realtors, we don't really understand how integral we are to the local economy. You don't really know that you're a micro business and you need to be able to support yourself and teach your clients and community how to support you in times like this and in every kind of condition. But you need to take your, your community seriously. And that's what the associations do. And they're making sure that you have opportunities to gather together, spend time with people like myself from other states to give you a different perspective and different ideas. And when you log in, guys, don't just walk off and go vacuum and get coffee and pretend you're watching the class. Log in and sit down and dial in for a little bit. I promise you I will make it worth your while. Well, thank you. We, I remember hearing you speak a few years here ago, your systems freak class. And I was not expecting to learn anything from it as a non-realtor, but it was, it was super impressive. And I took a lot away from that and I'm looking forward to hearing you again. And I have one last question. What is it going to take for me to get an invite to dinner at your house? Because I was seeing some of your cooking videos and if it means I have to come down there and buy a house, you know, I just might do it because you come anytime. <laughs> you don't even have to buy, you come on vacation and we will, make something for supper in the kitchen and have a good time doing it because oh, I will tell you that's been a lot of fun during coronavirus and it was by complete accident that I started making those cooking videos. I was doing a, a live one of these zoom calls that we're doing right now with Holly Mabry who's the past president of the Arizona Realtors and she called me while I was in the grocery store my buggy was slapped full and she was asking what I was fixing for supper and I told her and I asked her audience, I said, which one should I fix tonight? And they all voted for me to make meatloaf, but they wanted to see me make it. And that's what started the cooking show. And as it turns out, people really need something to laugh about or laugh at. And so I'm glad to be the target. But you come on anytime, <laughs> we'll have a live feed. And then all of Lansing will be like, oh, that's our Amanda. And you'll be like a star and they won't even know. I would love to. Thank you so much for your time today, Lee. Is there anything you want to uh, add to end on or? All I'm going to say is if y'all don't show up on the 13th, I'm going to take it as a personal affront and I'm going to cry and I'm going to wilt like a plant no one waters in the corner at your least favorite listing. And so y'all need to show up. And most <laughs> importantly, and this is the biggest thing, you need to find another realtor in this market and tag them in 
because y'all, you who are watching this and who are going to already plan to come on the 13th, you're like, Lee Brown, I already know you. We're good. We're friends through realtors. Yeah, that's cool. Look back at the 24 months of your business previous. Look at all the agents you've done transactions with. A lot of them don't know what the association offers. They don't know what's going on over here. They don't think classes are worth it because they saw something in a Facebook group. You've got to invite them in because I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago that a lot of realtors are feeling isolated and feeling kind of off right now. You might be the saving grace for a good competitor. If you just call them and say, hey, join me on Zoom on the 13th. I think you'll enjoy it and I'll be glad if I see you there. There's a lot of space we can use in this business for taking care of our colleagues. So that's my last thing is tag a friend. And most importantly, there's a realtor in your market that you kind of hate and they suck and they make you want to poke your eye out with a dull fork. That realtor needs to get invited extra because they don't know what they don't know. And maybe they never had a broker that told them the association did education. And maybe they don't have a broker that provides anything and they just don't know. What if your one phone call or text makes somebody a better realtor? I mean, that's what it takes. And so I'm going to beg of y'all to lean into the realtor network and invite people to join you because the more that are on the call, I mean, that's how we raise the bar. I love it, Lee. Thank you for that. And I'm going to say that if you tag somebody in this and they attend, I'll pick somebody and we'll do a prize giveaway. Oh, yay, prizes. <laughs> Go, Amanda. See, I love impromptu ideas. <laughs> I know. That's how they work. Well, thank you so much, Lee. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to talking with you again next Thursday. You know it. Have a great week and a half in the meantime, and I'll see you virtually very shortly. Absolutely. Give me the deets on that lamp. That's right. As soon as I find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Lee. We'll see you okay, soon. Bye, guys.